It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Again, no spoilers. Don't want the spoilers for Better Call Saul. Didn't watch it last night. Not sure I'm going to be able to watch it tonight. Hopefully tomorrow I'll get to it. No spoilers. What do we got? Three episodes left? I don't want to hear anything about it. Don't tweet me. Don't email me. Don't phone me. Don't come up to me, you know, in Kingsway Mall when I'm trying to buy socks. Nothing about Better Call Saul. Do you watch Better Call Saul, Derek? It's a great show. You know, actually, I never got into Breaking... I watched Breaking Bad, but I didn't didn't get into Saul. Uh, I would recommend Saul. It might be better than Breaking Bad. Really? That's tall talk. It's Well, it's it's certainly... Now, again, maybe I'm going by recency bias because it's the show I'm currently watching. Mm-hmm. It's outstanding. Uh, I would certainly put them in the same stratosphere. Really? It's not... It's not well, they're both good, but one is clearly a notch above. Mm-hmm. To me, if... if I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say. But they're, they're, they're very close. They're very, very close. Okay. It's yeah. I I would I, I would highly if you if you watched Breaking Bad, then I would say definitely check out Better Call Saul. I'm going to assume most people have or you know are doing both. Yeah. And if yet if you've watched if you're watching Better Call Saul and haven't watched Breaking Bad, I would say once Better Call Saul ends, you should go watch Breaking Bad. Absolutely. They are outstanding, outstanding television shows. Uh, very very good. Very, very good. Very, just do they just work on every, every level? They're they're oddly funny, even though there's some very dark and twisted stuff that happens along the way, and it's quite frankly dealing with criminals doing mm-hmm. very bad things. But it's like I guess it's, I, I mean, it's not like laugh out loud funny, but it's sort of darkly comedic yet can be very serious and heartbreaking at the same time. Right. Excellent, excellent program. I'll check it out. There, there, if I change your life in one way, Derek, if I enrich <laughs> you as a human being in some way, better call Saul. So this is it. You did watch, you did watch Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah, I did, did watch Breaking Bad, definitely. All right. And you, you know what else, other show I'm currently watching? No, this is way after it's done. I'm, I'm watching Parks and Rec for the first time. Oh, that's a great show, too. That, that is a great show. So now here's the thing. There are, I, I have numerous shows I, I watch on my own, but I'm usually doing at least uh, one viewing project uh, with my parents. Mm-hmm. Where when we're spending time together, we will watch a show. So we started Parks and Rec, I don't know, six weeks ago, I, I don't, maybe longer than that. And I, I think it's a very good show. My dad thinks it's a very good show. My mom could probably watch it 24 hours a day. She probably would have been done the series in three days, or however many, however long it would have taken to watch all the episodes. So last night, as I mentioned, you know, it was my parents' 52nd anniversary. So my mom wants to watch a couple episodes of Parks and Rec. I'm like, okay, mom. So we go into Netflix. Guess what, Derek Scott? What? Parks and Rec, as of August 1st, 
no longer on Netflix. No, really? Yes. Now, luckily, because I, I, because usually when you go to Netflix, it gives you the little option continue watching. Sure. Anything you watched in the, I don't know how far back it goes, but it, it's got the the memory, so it'll say, okay, continue watching. So mm-hmm. you watched episode seven of season four. It's it cues you right up for episode eight. It's just not there. I, I put it in the search, and it's what's going on. And then I'm like. At first, I thought, okay, is this some NBC? It's gone to NBC Peacock or whatever. So I give it a Google. Luckily, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, which I also subscribe to. So luckily, we, we'll, we owe the now. I hopefully it's on Amazon Prime by the time because I believe we're about halfway done the series. Okay, we're about halfway through season four, and then there's seasons five, six, and seven. Oh, I mean, you yeah, can't we, stop we, now. Well, no, we're not going to stop. I mean, we all like it. Yeah, like, I, I, the, the 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 characters are great and. A lot of those cast members, obviously, to be cast in a major network American sitcom, they had to be fairly well established or fairly good. But mm-hmm. many of them went on to even greater things after that. Chris Pratt became Star Lord, for example. Have you noticed the transformation in him yet? As you watch the show, uh, a little bit, but more in April. Okay. Uh, the Aubrey Plaza character. Yeah, I would say. I noticed Chris Pratt because he went from kind of a, you know, a, a pudgier guy to suddenly he slimmed right down and he was jacked. Oh, the body type. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Well, and then to do the action movies, he, he really had to had to slim down. Absolutely. But, but, but Aubrey Plaza has gone on to do uh, great things. Aziz Ansari got to do his own show. Uh, yeah. Nick Offerman kind of playing himself perhaps <laughs> yeah he's 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 ron swanson anyway if people are into parks and rec they know what i'm talking about if not another show that i would uh, recommend what else are we talking about tonight oh, uh, yeah. i just got caught up on ozark how about that one i have not watched ozark okay there here's the thing there is so much good television now yes it's not like well what did you watch last night and you had a choice between like magnum pi and chips yeah, and you watched what if you missed them both and you didn't record them on your VCR, you were just out of luck. You're hoping there'd be a re- there's there's so much to and I recognize there are so many great shows that I haven't watched or probably even haven't even heard of. Okay, speaking of um, a Parks and Rec cast member, apparently Adam Scott is in this this show Severance. Okay, recently it's supposed to be quite good. I think it's Emmy nominated. Oh, I haven't heard of that and, one. And, and you're like, yeah, I don't even know anything about it. Nothing. There are, there are so and it, now is Ozark. Also kind of Breaking Bad-ish. I would say so. It's definitely got that criminal element to it. You know, the odd uh, little bits of humor here and there. But it's definitely a dark kind of TV show. Okay. All right. Well. Add it to the list. I'll add it to the (laughs) ever-expanding list of of television. That's right. Do we call them television shows anymore or do we call them streaming shows? Oh, boy, I don't know. do we call them anymore? Programs? I'm not sure. We call them. Shows. We call them programs. Shows. (laughs) <laughs> dramatic endeavors or comedic endeavors. That's right. Yes, it's not It's not the traditional television I grew up with. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, having to wait for a show to come on and having to watch it real time and not being able to pause it and run to the bathroom and all that stuff. The good old days. Well, that's right. You had to watch it because even when I was relatively young, you, you didn't necessarily have a VCR. No too right so you had to make sure it was appointment viewing and you had to look in something an actual published printed book called a television (laughs) guide yes find out if things were going to be on is it a rerun this week better check tv guide (laughs) wow that takes me back 
that uh, that well yeah it takes I, I i didn't think you were old enough to have lived that but that, yeah that's well, i'm 41 so i was, okay. ju- I was just on I the tail end so 48 for me so okay, yeah you would have you would have lived some of that okay. yeah perfect uh i'll tell you what uh, i want to get to this here because this was really fun as you know we did the show from the uh, ice district plaza on friday the uh, Basketball Alberta, Canada Basketball, Paul Sir and company hosted the FIBA 3X3 events. So you had the women's series events on Saturday, and then you had the men's events Saturday and Sunday. It did uh, rain on Sunday, so they moved uh, the men's finals of the final day into the Savile Centre, so that we got another facility for that. So I went back on uh, Saturday in Canada with the Plouffe sisters, Michelle and Catherine. They won their semifinal by a point, 21-20, and then they won the final over Team USA and uh, I talked to Michelle Plouffe just a couple minutes after she hit the championship winning shot. I've never been so tired in my life, so I don't remember much, but um, I know that we had 19 and it was a very close game, so I think our best shot was if we had an open look for two, take the two. And um, I, I think I came off a screen. I think my sister set me a screen and I just put it up. I had a little space and it went in. So I'm very happy about that. Right, and you guys had to play the game without a substitute because of the injury in the semifinal. How did that affect things in the final? Um, it made it a lot harder. Um, oxygen to the brain-wise. Uh, we were really miss Casey. She hustles. I mean, she gets a lot of boards. She does everything. She plays defense. So missing her was huge. Um, but we were able just to play to our strengths. Not be too aggressive on defense, which conserved energy, but obviously gave up some twos and stuff like that. So we kind of did our best with what we had, and we obviously did enough to win. You guys won in Edmonton in the mall in 2019, and now you win at home again, outdoors here in Ice District Plaza in 2022. Yeah, it's much different than the mall, that's for sure. Um, We have some of the elements, you know, the sun, the wind, uh, no rain today, which was good, but um, it was great that we had people out today. We had a hometown crowd, which was so nice. We played in front of our friends and family, and I mean, what more can you ask for to get the win at home? What do you think of the whole setup here? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's like right in the downtown, so very different than than a Heritage Days, which was, you know, the plan A or a mall. So it's cool. I think as, like, it grows and more people know what's going on, stuff like that, it can be a really cool atmosphere. All right, that's a little bit from Michelle Plouffe. Talked to her again just moments after they won the Women's Championship in the FIBA 3x3 downtown on saturday and uh, yeah every team has four players they sub in and out quite regularly they had a player go down in the semifinal, so in that heat on saturday they had to tough it out without any substitution so that, that was pretty fun to see the ploofs play and win they won the tournament when it was in west Edmonton mall back in uh, 2019 as well so really two consecutive victories in their hometown because we didn't have the tournament in 2020 and 2021 sort of a uh I'm curious to see how big 3x3 is going to get. It's in the Commonwealth game. There, There is no five-on-five full-court basketball in the Commonwealth games. It's just the 3x3. And on Friday, we had Adam Page from the U of A Golden Bears on Inside Sports, and he helped the uh, men's 3x3 team win the bronze medal in Birmingham, England. So the, that's there's another little uh, local angle for an accomplishment in 3x3 basketball. This, If you drop by over the weekend, and they, they had pretty good crowds i mean that a few bleachers uh set up i mean it wasn't fifteen thousand people but you could get uh, several hundred watching a game and a lot of people came out for canada and the ploofs games and i'm sure maybe a lot of you just wandered through and saw it It, it's very fast paced it's very physical i did have a buddy say to me it's it's almost too quick that it's you know rebound 
kick it out. You can shoot immediately. There's there's not that build up to a play. It's it's kind of like watching a constant fast break style of basketball. But a game is over in ten minutes for the first team to twenty one, and then you, there's limited warm up, and then you bring out the next game, and, and you just keep going. And we're we we've seen sort of other sports doing things to. Uh, I guess that there are modified versions of other sports. Curling now has the mixed doubles. So there's a woman and a man on a team. It's just five rocks per end. It's eight ends. It goes by a lot quicker. There's, there's a lot of action. Um, hockey has gone to the three-on-three overtime. Pretty much every league does that now. In the NHL, it's absolutely thrilling when a game goes to three-on-three. I would love to see now, and we also, I just want to throw this in here. The NHL for several years has been doing the three-on-three in the all-star game. So every division gets a it gets a team and uh, what do they do a 20 minute game and for semifinals and then the the two winning teams play in a final i would love to see some sort of a world cup style format of three on three hockey they what so because now we the assuming the nhl players get going back to the olympics again we're going to have best on best on the olympics do we need another world cup in the two years in between what if you now to do this you you'd have to cut some countries up for example, Canada would probably have to have Canada West and then Canada Ontario and then maybe Canada Atlantic would be Quebec and Atlanta or something like Canada would get three or four teams. Even the states could get two teams. Uh, maybe you'd still have to have something like, I don't know, a, a full-on team Europe, but something like that. So players like Leon or maybe Germany could have a team. I don't know. So you'd have, what, six players per team, seven players per team, six skaters and a goalie. And so what if instead of there's there's a World Cup, and you know one night it's finland and sweden and then the next night it's canada and the united states and they play down and all that kind of stuff what if you had okay there's a session and it's going to be six games and they're all 10 minute games two five minute periods and you get through them maybe you flood after the third game and it's three on three and you just go so you know you'd have you know, Colton Pareko would be on Team Western Canada, and you'd and Austin Matthews would be on the Western United States team, or you know, whatever. And and that's how you could do it over a weekend, a week. I don't know. Maybe you could have 12, 16 teams in the tournament again if you had to break up some countries and give them multiple teams, and you play down the World Cup that way. So and so you, and you'd have you'd start the games at seven. You'd have six 10-minute games, so it would take two and a half to three hours, just like a regular hockey game, but you're watching three-on-three, three and you're giving fans something a little different. Do it in September before training camps start, uh, and, and it wouldn't take, again, it wouldn't take maybe a week and a half, two weeks like a World Cup. You could probably do it over four or five days, and, and it's fun and something different, gets you excited for the hockey season and showcases the skill in a different way. Just another harebrained idea I got. Throw it onto the list. Morley Scott's going to tee up the Elks this week when we get back. This report brought to you by Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, call 310-GLASS today. Ideas, issues, and opinions that matter. Shea Ganim on 630Chad. If I came out and I said, listen, I think that more centrist view is a better choice for the UCP, does that make me a liberal then? Am I no longer expressing a positive conservative view? Does it have to be the Danielle Smith view of conservatism or I'm no longer fair to conservatives? That's the point. The conservatives have so many different perspectives. Uh, you're going to have disagreement. Every weekday from 9 to noon, Shea Ganim on 630 30 Chad. 
your company has a significant investment account. To utilize this value, you need to pay personal taxes on dividends or income. Paul Lindsay from Macmillan Estate Planning discusses this challenge. An effective estate plan will consider how you can enjoy tax-deferred growth on these assets and extract the value both during your lifetime and within your estate at a significantly lower tax rate. Register for Macmillan Estate Planning's upcoming webinar on Wednesday, August 17th at macmillanestate.com or call 1-833-266-6464. Doctor, my neck hurts. My back. I can't sleep. When did it start? When we put our house up for sale. We worry about the price, picking up after the kids, leaving for showings. It never ends. Cindy, you have cellar pains. Cellar pains? I'm prescribing sweetly. It completely clears up seller pains. Sweetly pays market value for your home and deducts their commission from the price. Skip all the seller pain and choose your own moving day. Start now at sweetly.ca. Court approved notice. If you're a merchant in Canada that accepted payment by Visa or MasterCard credit cards between March 23, 2001 and September 2, 2021, you could be entitled to share in the class action settlements with compensation totaling approximately $131 million. Additional benefits include changes to Visa and MasterCard rules coming October 2022. You can apply online to receive a payment at creditcardsettlements.ca no later than September 30, 2022 or call one 877 old furnace can die in the blink of an eye. So why take that chance this winter? Derek Mikowski here, head of the family at Furnace Family. The time for a new furnace is now. Not only will you have peace of mind on cold winter nights, you'll be saving money on today's super expensive gas bills. Unsure? Furnace Family can come check your furnace. And if you buy a new one, the check is free. Daikin has an industry-leading lifetime heat exchanger warranty on their furnaces. It could very well be the last furnace you ever buy. Visit FurnaceFamily.com. Jingle time. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Yeah, you know, if you line up in the neutral zone in practice, then you can probably expect them to do the same on game day. And uh, and we either tolerate that as coaches or correct it. And so, you know, then that's just one example. You know, if we're allowing them to tug at practice as DBs, what can you expect them to do when we go man coverages? You can probably expect one of them to tug. So, again, uh, we've got we've got to coach it better. Just like I said the other day, we've got to coach it better, and we've got to play better when we take it to the game. Well, that is Elks head coach. Chris Jones with a message that millions of coaches in the long history of sports at any level have preached to his players. Practice how you're going to play. And if you commit penalties in practice or take shortcuts, you will probably see that in games as we welcome Morley Scott to Inside Sports, getting you ready for the Elks this week. And penalties and lack of discipline or concentration, whatever you want to call it, have been a problem for the Elks. Morley, uh, like it or not, there there yeah, are some sure. issues. There are some teams that are pretty darn good and have beaten the Elks straight up. But there have been a couple games where I've said to myself, what if? What if they hadn't taken that penalty? What if they yeah. hadn't given that field position? Well, the biggest one to me would be in that Winnipeg game is the is the contacting the punter, right? Uh, I mean, they're about to get the ball back in the late in the fourth quarter. And it's a seven-point difference, right? And instead, they take the penalty. Winnipeg gets a first down. They keep moving, and they score. And all of a sudden, it's a it's a fourteen-point game. And it, it's you got to wonder how things could have worked out differently if they hadn't taken that penalty. And there's so many of those instances uh, during the season that you could point to that say, you know, that 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 
play had a, could have had an effect on the game. And like coaches always say, there's five or six plays that affect every game. You don't know where they are until the game's over, and you don't know when they're coming. But if you win those five or six plays, you're probably going to win the game. And, and more often than not, the Elks have lost those five or six plays during the season so far. Yeah, well, and even some penalties early in games. I know... And I, I, I do it too, you know, media people, fans, people who talk about sports, sometimes you pay more attention to things that happen in the in the latter stages of games. But, um, I mean, I think, was it even one of the games the Elks won? Like they were hemmed in their own end the entire first quarter because of a penalty and a bad decision on a kick return. So, yeah, you might Hamilton wind up winning, game. but then you wonder, well, what if they hadn't spent their whole the whole first quarter inside their own 25? You know, maybe they wouldn't have had to come from behind in a couple of those games, too. Yeah, I, I think that was the Hamilton game. They sometimes blend together a little bit, but I think that was the Hamilton game when they were awful for the first quarter and a half, like absolutely awful. And and they only led that game for, I think, a minute and 39 seconds or something like that. Uh, and that was at the end after they got the, the scoop and score to win it. So, yeah, it, it has a major effect. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, the worst team in the league right now as far as penalties goes and infractions are the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And, I mean, they take more penalties than anybody by a country mile, and they've lost three in a row, and they're they're, they're kind of spinning their wheels right now in the CFL West. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a big stretch coming up here for the Elks. Uh, we know sure BC is. beat them really bad. See if they can do better. They play Saskatchewan. Like you said, the Riders do not look great, and that was another game that was there for the taking for the Elks earlier, and then you play Ottawa twice, who... Uh, finally won on the weekend. So, they, you know, they, I, I, like I said, I'm optimistic they're go, still going to keep it uh, interesting. Any, anything else of note for practice today or that you want to mention now or tee up for I, your show? I think, I think mostly just, just getting guys back, and that's the key. I, just let me go over the list here. I was just looking at it. Uh, Jake Ceresna, Darrell Walker, uh, Tanner Green, Nafis Lyon, uh, Jordan Reeves, and Kai Loxley all back at practice this week and all look like they're going to be able to play. And so a couple of those guys coming off the six-game list, some of them coming off the one-game list. But that is a certain a good sign we have not seen the team that chris jones envisioned on the field yet this year i mean we're uh, seven games in and because of the injury situation they've not been able to put the team with the players in the position they want them to be in on the field as of yet and that, that's a big issue and that's a big reason why they're two and five because they've had you know so many injuries they haven't played well in a couple of games and they made some bad mistakes as we talked about but part of what's gone on with the Elks this year is is easily injury situation and that's why there's been so much movement uh with the team this year a lot of it is Chris Jones bringing guys in and looking for the right guys to play to make the team better because remember they won three games last year right so you got to yeah. make some changes but a lot of it that looks worse I think uh, Reed because the injuries add to that now they got to bring in guys to replace the injured guys who they didn't think they'd have to replace you know and then those guys get healthy and they got to release guys that's why we saw 18 well including today 19 player moves since they last played a game so that's that's a lot of movement Jordan Reeves is the younger brother of NHL player Ryan Reeves and Morley you're gonna like this uh, when I had my stint doing play-by-play for Golden Bears and Pandas basketball I called Jordan Reeves uh, Reeves as games because nice. he was playing university basketball for Brandon wow. <laughs> then he got into football and uh, now he's in the, been in the CFL for the last several years Morley thanks for checking in have a great show thanks we appreciate it talk to you later the, the Elks this week coming up between 7 30 and 8 thanks to Dave Campbell the producer of Inside Sports Derek Scott your studio producer this evening my name is Reed thanks for listening